today is May 3rd. Welcome to Psalmscast. I am Denise. It is a pleasure, as it is every day, to be here with you coming out of whatever is going on in our lives and joining our hearts together in community around the book of Psalms. Step by step and day by day, five chapters at a time, will take us all the way through this truly remarkable and yes, life-changing book of Scripture. So today we're reading from the Holman Christian Standard Bible. We will be considering Psalm 3, Psalm 33, Psalm 63, Psalm 93, and Psalm 123 today. At the end of the podcast, for those who desire to go deeper in God's Word, we are turning to what Jesus had to say in Matthew chapter 7. This is a much-needed refresher about how our Lord and Savior instructs us to navigate through life today. Let's just pause for a second to invite the Lord to be the focus for this time. Father, we come humbly here into this place that you have drawn us into. Our hearts are seeking you. We desire to connect with you in a very real and relevant way. You know the challenges that face us. You know everything about our life, and yet we cry to you to show us your mercy and to show us your grace here today in the midst of whatever is before us. We come with open minds and open hearts, with a teachable spirit, desiring that you would transform our life from the inside out. So lead, guide, and illuminate as we journey today. Psalm 3, Confidence in Troubled Times, a psalm of David when he fled from his son Absalom. Lord, how many my foes increase! There are many who attack me. Many say about me, there is no help for him in God. But you, Lord, are a shield around me, my glory and the one who lifts up my head. I cry aloud to the Lord, and He answers me from His holy mountain. I lie down and sleep. I wake again because the Lord sustains me. I am not afraid of the thousands of people who have taken their stand against me on every side. Rise up, Lord. Save me, my God. You strike all my enemies on the cheek. You break the teeth of the wicked. Salvation belongs to the Lord. May your blessing be on your people. Psalm 33, Praise to the Creator. Rejoice in the Lord, you righteous ones. Praise from the upright is beautiful. Praise the Lord with the lyre. Make music to Him with the ten-stringed harp. Sing a new song to Him. Play skillfully on the strings with a joyful shout. For the word of the Lord is right, and all his work is trustworthy. He loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of the Lord's unfailing love. The heavens were made by the word of the Lord, and all the stars by the breath of his mouth. He gathers the waters of the seas into a heap. He puts the depths into storehouses. Let the whole earth tremble before the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spoke, 
and it came into being. He commanded, and it came into existence. The Lord frustrates the counsels of the nations. He thwarts the plans of the peoples. The counsel of the Lord stands forever. The plans of His heart from generation to generation. Happy is the nation whose God is Yahweh, the people He has chosen to be His own possession. The Lord looks down from heaven. He observes everyone. He gazes on all the inhabitants of the earth from His dwelling place. He alone shapes their hearts. He considers all their works. The king is not saved by a large army. A warrior will not be delivered by great strength. The horse is a false hope for safety. It provides no escape by its great power. Now the eye of the Lord is on those who fear Him, those who depend on His faithful love to deliver them from death and to keep them alive in famine. We wait for Yahweh. He is our help and shield. For our hearts rejoice in Him because we trust in His holy name. May your faithful love rest on us, Yahweh, for we put our hope in you. Psalm 63 Praise God who satisfies A Davidic Psalm When he was in the wilderness of Judah God, you are my God I eagerly seek you I thirst for you My body faints for you In a land that is dry, desolate, and without water So I gaze on you in the sanctuary To see your strength and your glory My lips will glorify you because your faithful love is better than life. So I will praise you as long as I live. At your name I will lift up my hands. You satisfy me as with rich food. My mouth will praise you with joyful lips. When I think of you as I lie on my bed, I meditate on you during the night watches because you are my helper. I will rejoice in the shadow of your wings. I follow close to you. Your right hand holds on to me. But those who seek to destroy my life will go into the depths of the earth. They will be given over to the power of the sword. They will become the jackal's prey. But the king will rejoice in God. All who swear by him will boast, for the mouths of liars will be shut. Psalm 93, God's Eternal Reign The Lord reigns. He is robed in majesty. The Lord is robed, enveloped in strength. The earth is firmly established. It cannot be shaken. Your throne has been established from the beginning. You are from eternity. The floods have lifted up, Lord. The floods have lifted up their voice. The floods lift up their pounding waves. Greater than the roar of many waters, the mighty breakers of the sea. The Lord on high is majestic. Lord, your testimonies are completely reliable. Holiness is the beauty of your house for all the days to come. And our final psalm for today is Psalm 123. Looking for God's favor, a song of ascents. 
I lift my eyes to you, the one enthroned in heaven, like a servant's eyes on the master's hand, like a servant girl's eyes on her mistress' hand. So our eyes are on the Lord our God until he shows us favor. Show us favor, Lord. Show us favor. For we have had more than enough contempt. We have more than enough scorn from the arrogant and contempt from the proud. Justice. We all say this is something, a concept that we want to see lived out in our communities and in our country. But often what is depicted on those digital devices are all manners of injustice. Throughout 2020, I often wondered if I would ever see true justice in the midst of the wickedness and evil that filled those digital device screens every day. We witness all manners of angry people rioting the streets, people that killed other innocent people who were just trying to protect their homes or their businesses, or they were just in the wrong place at the wrong time. Anger was labeled as righteousness. And what those masses were out there doing, that protesting was supposedly to seek justice. Oh, how lost I felt, as if I were caught in some kind of never-ending nightmare. And yes, in the city that I live in, there were parts that we just quit going to. Yet, in the sea of confusion and chaos, there was a hand that steadied me and encouraged me that God's justice will prevail. In the first psalm today, we learn an important foundation— For the word of the Lord is right, and all his work is trustworthy. He loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of the Lord's unfailing love. The eternal God loves righteousness and justice. Hmm. Did you know that the word justice carries dual meanings? Actually, I will be the first to raise my hand that I generally only think of justice as judgment or that God will eventually deal with everything that is unjust. That other meaning actually hit a lot closer to home, walking out my life in justice. The go-to online resource that I use to help me have a clearer understanding of words and their meanings is www. WordHippo.com. WordHippo offers six meanings for this word, justice. It is a noun. The first one is a state or characteristic of being just or fair. The second, the ideal for fairness, impartiality, especially with regard to punishment of wrongdoing. The third is judgment and punishment of a party who has allegedly wronged another. The fourth, the civil power dealing with law. The fifth, a title given to judges of certain courts, capitalized as a title. In the last one, the sixth one is correctness, conforming to reality or rules. So three of possibly four of those meanings apply to the dispensing out of justice or judgment 
that deal with those who are unjust or have wronged others. However, there are three definitions that can be applied to our life in the way that we make choices and decisions in our life. Let's consider those first on the basis of an important lesson that Jesus spoke to those gathered around him during his three and a half years of ministry where he taught the people God's way that they were to live. Yes, we need to understand that Jesus lived Torah. That means that he followed the commandments that God gave in those first five books of the Bible. These all-important words apply to justice always, and they are from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 7. Jesus said in verse 5, Hypocrites, first take the log out of your eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. Yeah, I will also be honest that when someone has treated me unfairly or harmed me, That is not my first response. I am usually either madder than a disturbed hornet's nest, or I am broken with sorrow. Doing self-examination of my heart condition is usually AOL. It's nowhere in the picture. It is easy. Oh gosh, it is so easy to claim to be a victim. But Jesus calls us to a different reality. By the way, that verse... Verse 5, that came from the lesson that Jesus was teaching about not judging. Oh, golly, goodness. Yikes. You may think that judging and justice are the same. They sure sound the same, but in the context Jesus was using in Matthew 7, it is a verb, and verbs show action, whereas justice is a noun, and nouns are used to identify any class of people, things, places, or ideas, or concepts. Lots of grammar info there, but it's easy to recap like this. Judging is an action or a behavior. Justice identifies a concept. So in practical life, a person can act judgy, but you can't act justice. Justice is a concept of upholding just, fair, correct and or conforming to rules or reality. Right now in our society at large, pretty much it's a free-for-all. Dog-eat-dog world where many times that everyday person is herded along like cattle towards destruction. And Jesus taught about that one as well in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 7 when he taught, We are to enter the narrow gate. And since we have touched on two of Jesus' teaching points today, guess where we will be heading in the going deeper portion of the podcast? Yes, the Gospel of Matthew chapter 7. So circling back around to the term justice, how does this word impact how I personally live out my life day to day? Back to those definitions, which can be applied to individuals and not just to the collective overall. The state or characteristics of being just or fair. The ideal of fairness and partiality, especially with regards to punishment of wrongdoing. Correctness, conforming to reality or rules. Hmm. Does my life reflect 
the characteristics of being just, fair, and correct. Since my passion is to share the goodness that God is offering every single one of us here in the land of the living, does my day-to-day life reflect conforming to the eternal God's rules and reality? You know, there is nothing like ripping off blinders and having to seriously do self-examination. It can hurt, and sometimes it really does hurt. And yes, I really struggle if I want to share my vulnerability with others, you, out there, wherever you are, whatever corner of the world you might be listening in. The vast majority of people do squirm when people are vulnerable. And yes, especially when we're talking about how we failed to miss the mark or how we have failed to represent God's truths and God's ways. And yes, a lot of people do try to deflect with comments such as, oh, it really isn't that bad, or you know, you're generally a good person, or some such, and I even lack a word here. There is such a value in sharing our vulnerabilities in that with the correct tribe surrounding you, that group of people who hold the same desire and the same values, they are people who will hear your confession of missing the mark and not console you with a lame, well, it's not that bad. The right tribe acknowledges, yes, I missed the mark. And then they help you find those arrows that you missed, you overshot, it fell short, whatever. And they are the ones that will help you retrain and reframe. They support you in prayer. And yes, they kick your butt when you are rebellious, stupid, or reckless. And that tribe member They hold you to the standard, that bar that the eternal God has set. Lord willing, another day we'll be able to circle around to learn and to figure out how to attract that type of person into our life that will hold us accountable, that tribe that honors God and His Word. So today again, You know, we will be faced with many opportunities where we will have to choose. Do I do life the way that God's Word says? Or do I do life the way that I see everybody else around me living life? Gracious, eternal one, we thank you. We thank you for your Word. We thank you that you draw us here together where we are seeking to know you. And Jesus, to live free today or any day requires that we believe what you've said and that we walk with you today. So we come. We ask for your guidance, for your protection, your Holy Spirit, that you would come, Holy Spirit, to guide us, lead us into truth today, light our path, illuminate our steps, Lead us into freedom. Show us what that looks like. Give us a taste. May we taste true freedom and release from what we were. And may it no longer inform who we are. We are your children. 
We are your beloved and we are free. We thank you. We'll live free today as an act of defiance to the dark and as an act of worship to you. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So friends, I have a prayer request. Recently had uh, a time talking to somebody who does not know Jesus. They're Islam. And yes, we did pray at the end. And yes, I prayed in the name of Jesus. But this person does not live close to me. Doesn't even live in the same country as I do. And so I, her name is Deborah. And so I ask that we lift up Deborah and that God, the Holy Spirit, will bring people into her life to teach her that Jesus loves her, Jesus died on the cross for her, and that He has a plan for her life and for her children. So on a personal note, on Saturday night, I hit the wall while working on the content for Sunday's podcast. So Sunday's podcast was finished when I woke up in the morning and uploaded before 11 Eastern Standard Time. Apparently, some of the podcasting platforms only load subscribed content once a day, and it may look like I missed a day. I learned this interesting tidbit when one of our PsalmsCast listeners contacted us to make sure I was okay. Bless you. Thank you so much. They saw that the podcast was posted on Facebook, but they didn't have it on their device. Most likely, the May 2nd podcast will populate to their device when the May 3rd one does. This made me consider that perhaps on difficult days, I should just stick with the basics. Announce whatever day it is, read the five chapters, close with a prayer, and just let it go so that God's word goes forth every day. Isn't that what is the most important part anyways? Which made me go down some different thoughts. Does it make a difference to follow that format that I thought the Lord wanted me to do for these past two years? Is setting the stage in the intro important? Is asking God to be present and to lead us important? Do the thoughts and the teaching points after the five chapters have any value? What about that prayer covering? What about the announcements of prayer requests or even, hey, stuff like this, the personal stuff? You know, these are areas where I I can often get stuck because thoughts and words do not just gel the way that was so fluid before Christmas of last year. What used to just happen seamlessly now can often tax or even drain whatever resources that are available that day. Now it is essential to write down everything so that I stay on point. And typing and spelling, well, okay, that can just be challenging. Often I have to do what I call going fishing for words, concepts, and spellings. I have an idea, or I think I have an idea of where I want to go, but the words don't add up to a cognitive, sensible thought. This healing journey that I'm on is beyond humbling. Every day is a new journey. 
The days where things do not go easy, it is easy to experience that unsettling feeling and thoughts of being a failure or that perhaps I need to just give up pushing forward here. But for at least the month of May, I will carry on because today there might just be one person that really needs to hear the five chapters and to realize in that moment that God is talking to them. He loves them and he gets what they're thinking and what they're feeling. And he is pulling them right now into his loving arms that our God will make that heart connection with that one, that one that he created, and that another one will come home to Daddy God. Now for those who desire to go deeply into God's Word, at the end of the podcast today, at the very end, it is time for a refresher on Jesus' teaching in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 7. You know we need to continually recalibrate our thoughts and our minds to what the eternal life plan is, instead of just simply living moment by moment, mindlessly being led to the slaughter. So in closing, I do not know who needs to hear this word again today, but it does bear repeating, and it's from Psalm 33. We wait for Yahweh. He is our help and shield, for our hearts rejoice in Him because we trust in His holy name. May your faithful love rest on us, Yahweh, for we put our hope in you. www.psalmscast.com is the website where you can find out more about what's happening. This website, it's still very much a work in progress with the hip hiccup of the brain injury recovery process, you know, many ideas, they're waiting to be developed and implemented. But we are truly waiting on God's timing. One thing you can use the website for right now is to send in any prayer requests. And if you would like to partner with PsalmsCast, if this gathering that we share each day together is a life-giving thing for you. Thank you for your partnership in helping build a platform to bring encouragement and God's truth to the weary, the burdened, those who need encouragement, and to know that God is present and available to each of us moment by moment here today in the land of the living. There is a link on the homepage. In the mailing address, if that is the preference, is P.O. Box 813-762, Smyrna, Georgia, 30082. If you have a prayer request or encouragement, 470-240-1509 is the number to text or dial. WhatsApp users will need to add the number 1 to that number so that I'll get it in the United States. And of course, PsalmsCast Post daily on Facebook, Twitter, and MeWe. And that's it for today. I am Denise. I love you, and I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. Going deeper into the Word of God begins in five seconds. Going deeper into the Word of God, Matthew chapter 7. Yes, 
We have been here before probably one time every single month, but it bears repeating every single time because Jesus told us, He gave us instructions about how we are to live. And yes, I need these. I need to hear this over and over again. So as I read this chapter, simply let God's words of wisdom wash over you and through you. Trust the Holy Spirit to bring to your attention that that He wants you to meditate on, to chew on, to absorb today. Remember, the purpose of this section is for you to learn from the Holy Spirit how to apply God's truth in your life today. Matthew chapter 7 Do not judge. Do not judge so that you won't be judged. For with the judgment you use, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but don't notice the log in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, Let me take the speck out of your eye. And look, there's a log in your eye. Hypocrite, take the log out of your eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. Don't give what is holy to dogs or toss your pearls before pigs, or they will trample them with their feet, turn and tear you to pieces. Keep asking, searching, knocking. Keep asking, and it will be given to you. Keep searching, and you will find Keep knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who searches finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be open. What man among you, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, How much more will your Father in heaven give good things to those who ask Him? Therefore, whatever you want others to do for you, do also the same for them. This is the law and the prophets. Enter the kingdom. Enter through the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the road is broad that leads to destruction, and there are many who go through it. How narrow is the gate and difficult the road that leads to life, and few find it. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are raving wolves. You'll recognize them by their fruit. Are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? In the same way, every good tree produces good fruit, but a bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree can't produce bad fruit, neither can a bad tree produce good fruit. Every tree that doesn't produce good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. So you'll recognize them by their fruit. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, didn't we prophesy in your name, drive out demons in your name, and do many miracles in your name? 
and I will announce to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you lawbreakers. Two foundations. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them will be like a sensible man who built his house on the rock. The rain fell, the rivers rose, and the winds blew and pounded that house. Yet it didn't collapse because its foundation was on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and doesn't act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain fell, the rivers rose, the winds blew and pounded that house and it collapsed, and its collapse was great. When Jesus had finished this sermon, the crowds were astonished at his teaching because he was teaching them like one who had authority and not like their scribes. Yes, so much here. Just so much here. Yes, the Holy Spirit will help you break it down. But the bottom line is, yes, we do want justice in our world, but we're not to judge. That's a paradigm, and it's hard to understand. And then we have this truth that we are to keep asking, we're to keep searching, and we are to keep knocking as we come to the Lord, not with man. This keep asking, searching, knocking, this is with our relationship with the Father. He has not abandoned us. He is as close as our lips to speak to Him. And yes, when we are searching for Him, friends, we're going to find that narrow gate. And yes, the road will be sometimes very hard, but God is good and He will lead us forth. And yes, the words that you've heard today, you have, it's a choice. We can choose to apply them to our life And we'll be like that person who builds their house on the rock. Or we can just shake our heads and say, oh, you know, that was 2,000 years ago. It really doesn't matter. You know, it's a different time, a different place. And we're those who choose this route and choose to follow on that broad road that so many are following along, the person in front of him. That road leads to destruction. And whatever house they build, when hardship comes against them, it will crumble because it was built not on the rock of Christ, but on the sands of society.